This is the Rich Eisen Show. You don't have that like bookmarked at the uh, top of your I mean, the I... top of your Chrome. Live, live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Man of his word. I will take less. I will help the team. I want to keep playing. Voila. The Rich Eisen Show. Today's guests, co-host of Good Morning Football, Peter Schrager, 2021 NFL Draft Prospect, Quiddy Pay. Plus, from the new film, Coming to America, actor Jermaine Fowler. And now, it's Rich Eisen. All right, everybody. Welcome to this edition of The Rich Eisen Show. I'm your humble host, sitting here in my chair in Los Angeles, California. Sitting at my desk here on uh, the first Friday of March, 2021, we're getting set for some final uh, regular season action in NCAA tournament play. We're getting ready for an NBA All-Star weekend. We're getting ready for the quiet before the NFL offseason free agency frenzy storm. Getting ready for all of that. Good to see you, Chris Brock. Hey, Rich. How are you over there, sir? Good Good. to see you. Happy Friday. Uh, Happy Friday to you, Mike Del Tufo. Happy Friday, Rich. Good to see you. You switched his Nike for Adidas. Same zip up. That's what I'm saying. The different shirt. There's a different shirt underneath. And speaking of, uh, of, <laughs> wow. of uh, good to see you, T.J. Jefferson. How are there? Always a pleasure, you. Richard. Yeah, and and uh, I don't know. Can you show your shirt to the television screen sure, right here I'll on our it. Peacock Let feed, me, and I will describe it for the. No, you can stay right there. Right there is perfect uh, for our television audience. You have made the uh, Tom Brady trophy toss uh, from the angle of Ca- I guess Cameron Brate's uh, lady friend. Is that is that it was. Uh, Somebody, well, you need Chris, to Chris talk Godwin's, into the microphone, yeah. Chris, sir. Chris Godwin. Well, I, I, oh, so it's Chris Godwin's yeah. uh, Chris Godwin's fiance? Yeah. Yes. That was the uh, the nice uh, nice tele- nice T-shirt over there, sir. One of one. Well Thank you. One of one. One of one. But if you want one, just you know, tweet us, and I'll make you one at, at a discounted price. Good to see. Good to see everybody in their positions. Uh, Peter Schrager of Good Morning Football is going to be joining us at about 18 minutes' time to give us a preview of some of the cuts that are going to be coming next week, and they're beginning to come uh, in dribs and drabs. And some big-name players already, um, Kyle Van Noy of Miami being one. Uh, a bold-faced name from the uh, offense of the New York Giants, Golden Tate being another. And this morning, Alex Smith has been made available by the Washington football team. The comeback player of the year is going to have to go elsewhere. And it appears to be one of those mutual parting of the ways because of what Alex Smith had to say uh, to Gentleman's Quarterly magazine, that uh, he felt like he was, uh, by being there, a wrench in the in their plans. Yeah, Washington just uh, tweeted out a statement from Ron Rivera about it. No doubt. Saying what? Like uh, They uh, had a chance to meet with Alex, very honest and real discussion, kind of reflected on last year, talked about moving forward, uh, decided it would be best, best for both parties to move on, and we'll be granting Alex his request to be released. Okay, so now let's talk about both situations. Because Alex Smith now hops on the quarterback carousel, as we were expecting him to. And then um, now the Washington football team, as we were expecting, in the market for a quarterback. I know Ron Rivera likes Kyle Allen a lot. He turned to Kyle Allen in his final year in Carolina when Cam got hurt. And the whole conversation was uh, at the time that Cam wasn't uh, physically Cam and... They liked Kyle Allen a lot. 
But Kyle Allen did not get Carolina to where they needed to go that year. And all that happened was Ron Rivera got fired. And now he's in Wall. He got brought Kyle Allen aboard. And that's who I guess Alex Smith was referring to as the the reason why he was the wrench in their plans, that Kyle Allen was their guy. Kyle Allen was hurt, and then it was Alex Smith, and that wrench became the very most crucial tool for Washington in winning the division, despite their record. I don't think Kyle Allen's the guy. Is basically my uh, my, my nice way of saying <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> very polite, Rich. You know? Don't uh, be polite about it, Rich. Just come out and say I, it. I don't think Kyle Allen's the guy. Is Taylor Heineke the guy? I mean, he looked pretty darn good in his one start against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I, I just don't think either one of these gents are the guy that is going to take the Washington football team where they need to go. Washington drafts where, Chris? And this is the whole – Yeah. this is a fascinating part of this discussion. They draft 19th. Where does uh, Where do the uh, New York Giants draft, Chris? New York Giants draft 11. Where do the Philadelphia Eagles draft, Chris? Six. And again, on that Thursday night in Cleveland, when the Philadelphia Eagles draft sixth overall, will we be talking about the fact that their fired head coach pulled Jalen Hurts from game 256? Maybe I might bring that up a little bit, being uh, the host of NFL Network's draft coverage. But they'll be drafting sixth, won't they? Sure will. Where are the Giants drafting? 11. And where are the Washington football team drafting? 19. Now, that's a big difference. Yep. Between getting a quarterback that they may need, and uh, it was great for them to win an amazing story, and they did give the Bucks technically their uh, toughest run in the postseason. First game, could be one and done. A little bit of jitters. No Devin White out there. I get it. I'm not saying Washington should have pulled the plug on their season. I'm just putting in perspective about how we were all up in arms in game 256, and rightfully so. But when it all comes down to it, chips falling where they are, dust settling, you'd rather be 6th than 11th, and you'd rather be 11th than 19th. And now here's Washington in need of a quarterback. Who could it be? Is Mariota the guy? If he is available, would you go in that direction? I don't know if you're really improving your odds from Kyle Allen and you're definitely improving your odds from Taylor Heineke, I believe. Maybe. He almost won that playoff game. Do you just roll it and throw your hat in the Houston Texans ring as well? Oh, no. Please don't put that out there, Rich. You don't want any part of that, too, I, as a that Dallas Cowboys fan. That is the Cowboy one thing fan. I don't want to happen. I can't wait to see. Now throw Washington into the mix of needing a quarterback. They don't draft high enough. And who are they going to flip back to Houston at the quarterback position? They maybe don't have to. Maybe they just trade the, everybody. They got, a ton of, they got a ton of young players already. You get 50. I'm telling you what the Brady effect is, guys. One player can change a fortune, and you could be, yeah, well, how can the Washington football team be in the same mix in 2021 as the Bucks were last year? There is no Tom Brady out there. That defense is mean and nasty. That defense can go hunt. That defense can defend and put you on the turf quickly. 
without yards after catch. We saw it. We saw it. And as long as there's a quarterback who doesn't turn it over, they have a chance to win rather than lose. What if he got a playmaker at that position? I'm telling you. Do you just roll the dice? Who knows more than anybody else that life is short than Ron Rivera? I'm just saying. It's not a bad idea to entertain it. That is one guy who's, that is one team I believe is a playmaking quarterback and a leader of men away from being a very dangerous team that can go deep and say what you want about the Washington football franchise and they are the WFT and they put the WFT and WTF or whatever you want to say. <laughs> but they have tools. They've got players. I would call up Nick Casario right away. I really would. I'm putting my hat in the ring, too, if I'm the Washington football team. And then, of course, you hear all about Alex Smith. And I want to hear this from him, too. I don't know, you know, physically how he is holding up. I just don't know. He couldn't finish the season last year, as we know. And I I just want, you know, we're all, everybody's pretty much putting him in Jacksonville right now. They're putting him in Jacksonville. Urban Myers is first head coach, you know, in big-time football at the University of Utah. They go way back. Who better to mentor Trevor Lawrence about the league? Who better to teach him the ropes, if necessary, about being a professional quarterback and preparing and knowing what to expect from Urban Meyer? And who knows better about that than the guy who did it for Patrick Mahomes? Who knows better than a guy who has been there and done that as a first overall selection and knowing what pressures come along with it. I mean, it is a perfect, perfect match for the Jaguars. What about Alex Smith? You go through all those surgeries. You go through all that. You go through feeling like a a wrench in somebody's plans and then now you're the best tool in their toolbox and then you're released you go through all those surgeries and you've made it back and you're the comeback player of the year. Do you do all that so you could mentor? Is that your what you were dreaming about while you were going through all those surgeries and the sweat equity? Are you saying, you know what, one day I will get back to the NFL and I will give it a whirl and I'll put my team in position to make the playoffs and I will not be able to physically finish the season. And then I'll just teach, you know. I'll just teach without tenure, but, you know, I'm not really a professor. But I'll just be a mentor. Maybe, just maybe, whoever I'm mentoring just uh, doesn't get the start or he's injured. And you know what I'll do is I'll just I'll just finish out my days mentoring and hold a clipboard and get ready for my next level. I, I just don't I, – I don't know. Again, I don't profess to know what's going through his mind. I haven't spoken to him in – a long time. He'll be 37 at the start of the season. Maybe he's sitting there thinking this is perfect. Move the family to Jacksonville. He knows maybe maybe he tells Jacksonville, you need this, so you'll pay me more than what any normal number two would get, or you, you give me a, a long-term contract that you normally wouldn't give to somebody. I want to bring my kids into a spot where they could stay in a school for a long time, and I'll you know, get a membership at Sawgrass. 
I don't know. Not like, bad, the, not bad. no, I, 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 I mean, it sounds like a great life. It's a very, it does, unless you want to win a championship, unless you want your career to end with a championship that you've won the Super Bowl and we'll look back on his career. Like, what he, he doesn't get to think about legacy also? Only Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees and all the other quarterbacks in the NFL? Those those guys can talk legacy, but this guy... I, I, honestly, I read all that, all these tweets, and he could be in Jacksonville literally by the end of the day. Urban Meyer could already be on the phone to him, talking to him. I would, I would see now. Here, let me just give you, let me just give you a uh, a couple of teams. I know you don't want them, Chris. I just kind of think, I, yeah, I just kind of sit here and think to myself, you know, does New England have a chance to win the Super Bowl in twenty twenty one? No, probably not. Do you want to? Maybe see what New England's got while they try and figure something out. With a, if you're already Mister Chipping's it, chipping it right, you're being Mister Chips. Why not go to a spot where you're at least going to get a year to start? But is he a better option than Cam Newton if you're the Patriots? I don't think so. I think he is. Really? You yes. think he's better than Cam right now? I'm not saying he's better than Cam. I think he might be a better fit than Cam. But Cam already has a year. In the system, relationship with the I don't know. I just think he's the type of quarterback that can just stand back there and find the open guy and be efficient and not turn it over. Dink and dunk his way down. I don't know about dinking and dunking, but you know the the short passing game. That's why everybody thought Brady wasn't a fix for a fit for the no risk it, no biscuit, pushing it down the field. Certainly he's he's allegedly advanced age. And I'll give you another one. And I know this is not what this fan base is thinking about. They're thinking about the Deshaun Watson motherload. That's what they're thinking about. But if you want somebody that can put 17 to 21 on the board without turning it over, if you've got a, a stout defense, like, say, the Washington football team put out on the field last year, right? If you've got that and all you need to do is have a good running game with somebody who's just going to matriculate the ball, not turn it over, and put 21 to 24 on the board. Why not the Chicago Bears? Yep. Five and one in his six starts last year, and you saw what they were able to do with a kid who had hardly played in the NFL at all. Right? Chase Young. What would Khalil Mack and Roquan Smith, and you won't have to mortgage the absolute farm. Uh, you know, ask ask Terry McLaurin what he thought about Alex Smith, Logan Thomas. Uh, you know, I, 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 I know that's not the plan A. I know that's probably not the plan B. But that's a hell, I, I, I just, assuming that his health is with him and he wants to win a title, and he wants to win it, and he wants to win a division, and he wants to win a title, and he doesn't want to just teach just yet. I don't know why the Bears just leap out at me. You know? I'm just thinking about other places that he might be able to go in and win now, and everybody's happy. Those two places just leap out at me. New England, I don't think, is ready to win a championship right now. 
No, I don't think but so. But they do need somebody if somebody's coming. Like, whoever they draft, they're not just going to throw in like Jacksonville's going to do. He Does he want to go to a place where he just, you know he's not going to start? Not going to start. It's going to be Trevor Lawrence from snap one all the way until Trevor Lawrence can't go. Heaven forbid. Just a couple of cents of thought right here. It's the other NFL news is about what the ownership is going to consider for rules changes at the uh, annual meeting that is set for the end of this month. And a couple of things leapt out at me about what will become potentially reviewable, how it will be reviewed by instant replay, and then also um, some rule changes involving overtime and end-of-game possibilities for teams that are down. I mean, there are some interesting rule changes that are out there, and I don't like many of them, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, 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 I don't like many I wasn't of them. feeling the overtime. Well, uh, we're going to talk about the overtime rule in hour number two because I'm going to also take the opportunity to absolutely smash and destroy one of these things, one of these concepts that I keep hearing about for overtime to fix overtime in the NFL. Overtime is fine. Uh, there's one fix to overtime that I keep hearing people wanting to put out there that I absolutely despise, and that's coming up in hour number two. And I know you guys like it when I go negative. Oh, but Well, ne- negative is a strong word. Oh, well, yeah. just, you know, glass half empty. I like you dancing on the edge. Dancing can you edge. dig it? Yeah. Living right. on the edge, you can't. Well, I mean, uh, you know, I, 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 I saw how much money Skip is making now, so I'm gonna start gonna go <laughs> negative. I almost showed up in a black suit with an amulet around me, like I was in <laughs> Rosemary's Baby. But you know, Quetty Pay of uh, the University of Michigan is uh, gonna be on this program. He's one of the top draft prospects on the defensive side of the ball in hour number two. And Jermaine Fowler, and coming to America. The two being the number two because the sequel is out on Amazon today. Yes. So much to talk about. And yes, it's Friday, so we're going to go higher register. That's still to come. We're off and running. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com Eisen. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. 
You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So Sleep Number helps me. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So I have here, word for word, verbatim, three of the great uh, sports rants of all time. <laughs> Um, and we would love for you to do your best Victor Newman. Is that okay? Yeah, the Let's the first one is Herm Edwards. Yes, Herm Edwards. The first one up, Herm Edwards on October 30th, 2002, after a week eight loss to the Cleveland Browns. Ooh. Here is play to win the game as told by Victor Newman. This is great about sports. This is what's the greatest thing about sports is you play to win. Hello? You play to win the damn game, right? You don't play just to play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go to play to win. When you start telling me it doesn't matter, get your ass out of here, then retire. Cause it matters. Well done, that's number one. Next up. And October 16th, 2006, after the Cardinals blew a 20-point lead against the Bears on Monday Night Football. Oh, man. Dennis Green, they are who we thought they oh. were, as as portrayed by Victor Newman. The Bears are who we thought they were, you know? That's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. <laughs> but they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the damn hook. Very good. Very well done. All right, last one for I you. I can feel it. <laughs> I can feel it. I'm glad that we got it rolling, because here's the last one. I can feel it. Oh. On May 7th, 2002, the famed practice press conference of one Allen Iverson, as recounted by the man who plays Victor Newman, Eric Braden. Hit it, Mike. Don't great Allen Iverson. My God, man. Go for it. I mean, listen, man. You're talking about practice, Okay. Not a game. It's not a game. Not a game, all right? It's all about practice. Not a game. Not the game that I go out there and die for and play every game like it's my last. Not the game. You're talking about practice, man. I mean, how silly is that? I know it's important. Yeah, I do, I do, I do, I honestly do. Up you're talking about practice, man. What are we talking about? Practice. You're talking about practice, man. Eric, I think that's your finest work, if you don't mind me saying. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> Two years ago tomorrow, that very day here in the Rich Eisen Show studio. Jeez, so happy anniversary to practice. Eric Bird. No, well done. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show to catch anything that you don't see here live on Peacock or on this Rich Eisen Show 
radio affiliate, terrestrial or satellite. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Joining us from uh, Good Morning Football, one of our friends from NFL Network and, of course, Fox Sports as well, Peter Schrager. How are you, Peter? I'm doing great, Rich. Awesome to hear your voice. Right back at you. Uh, I started the show with the news of Alex Smith's release by the Washington football team. And everybody's putting him essentially in Jacksonville, connecting dots that uh, Urban Meyer was his Utah coach. And who better to mentor a number one overall selection than somebody who was drafted in that position himself and who has uh, been a guy who helped guide Patrick Mahomes to his ascendancy. Uh, but does Alex Smith want to do that, Peter? The best point you can make right there, Rich. And that was my point on Good Morning Football today, where everyone's like, well, he can be a backup to Sam Darnold in New York. I, guys, one of the reasons he's not with Washington anymore is because Alex Smith still believes he can play. He wants to be the number one quarterback and still thinks he can do it at a high level. From what I'm hearing, he and Rivera got along just fine. But the fact that Taylor Heineke was handed that ball in the playoff game, I don't think Alex Smith was 100% on board with that. He wanted to go in that game. Ron Rivera might have been thinking, let's do what's best for everyone involved based on how Alex Smith was hobbling around with that calf injury in week 17 against the Eagles. might not be safe for him to be on a football field anymore. But Smith, in that GQ article, I think, said a lot. And he basically was implying that, you know, just because this is a great comeback story doesn't mean it ends in 2020 or it ends my days as a starter just because I'm done in Washington. I don't know. I mean, yeah, Urban makes a lot of sense, but they're going to always want Lawrence on the field. And if that was going to be an issue in Washington with whoever it was, why wouldn't that be an issue in Jacksonville? I, I look at Alex Smith to a team where he wants to compete for the starting job. I, I totally agree, Peter. You know, like I, I'm, I just didn't think that all those stories – and that re- uh, remarkable documentary documenting his comeback, I don't see all those scenes where he said, you know what, I want to finish my days uh, mentoring a young kid and teeing it up at Sawgrass. Like, I didn't, I didn't, I, I must have missed that part, you know? And, and, and there are some other, you know, the, the Brady effect in my mind is in full swing here where, yeah, I know he's, he's, he's had that awful leg injury and he's back from it and he's not the same, I guess, in that way. But you're seeing Brady play till 44. Why doesn't he have many, many years left potentially in his mind to go find a spot with an excellent defense that needs a quarterback that that can actually put points on the board without turning it over very much? Uh, I'm wondering what those teams that he might think would want would be in your mind. You know, I look at some of his former coaches because that's what we obviously do, and Matt Nagy's name has been mentioned. The issue with the Bears to me is that the Bears fans are licking their chops for an even bigger swing than Alex Smith, and whatever that may be, whether it's trading the farm for one of the two quarterbacks that seem aggrieved with Wilson and Watson or or it's a rookie or whatever it is, but I almost fear that for, for that fan base and for that organization, Alex Smith is not a big enough swing for them. So you start looking around the league and, there are some teams that need quarterbacks. Like, you know, is he an upgrade from Teddy Bridgewater in Carolina? I think so. Could New Orleans make sense? I think so. I, I don't think Alex Smith is looking to just hold a, a clipboard and, like you said, be playing golf. Like, there's nothing against it. And Chase Daniel and Josh McCown have made a great career off being awesome mentors and being amazing in the room and always being there for their veteran, uh, you know, for their young quarterbacks, Drew Stanton, all those guys. Alex Smith doesn't view himself that way. He still views himself as the number one quarterback who's going who's gonna to compete like hell and beat you out for the job in training camp. P- 
Peter Schrager here on the Rich Eisen Show. Final Friday uh, of the first week of, well, I guess the Friday of the first week of March and the Friday um, before all the cuts are going to happen and then new league year begins. You mentioned two quarterbacks in the aggrieved column. Do you think there's any there there for Watson and uh, Wilson with the new league year being a deadline at all? Yeah, I look, I- Watson has a lot of people talking on behalf of him, whether it was every NFL reporter coming out with the same almost press release-like report at the same exact moment on a Friday a few months ago where Watson's unhappy and has requested a trade, whether it was Jalen Ramsey on our colleagues, Jim Trotter and Steve Weiss's podcast coming out saying, I don't think he's ever going to play for Texas. We haven't heard from Watson. And I think until Watson looks at the Texans and tells them, I I will never wear this jersey again and I demand being traded – Knowing, knowing Nick Casario, who just took over as GM, and not knowing David Culley that well, but knowing what he's about and a lot of people he's worked with before, they are going to do everything in their power to make Deshaun Watson happy and remind him that we're new, we're fresh blood, we don't, we have nothing, we have, we, there is no institutional knowledge of whatever you're upset about that we're coming into, so please give us a shot. And I think they want to make it work. They really do. If Watson isn't willing to listen, it might be time. To, to, to answer some of those calls. But as of right now, the Texans are, are hell-bent. I've spoken to a lot of teams who are like, of course we want Deshaun Watson. And it's, I don't think it's news that teams have been calling for Deshaun Watson. The Texans won't even listen to offers. When did that change? As for Wilson, anytime I see an agent on the record with Adam Schefter offer four teams that he would consider going to, I mean, that, that makes it pretty serious. And you've been hearing about a rift between Seattle and Wilson for some time. It's not the money. He doesn't want more money. So... I, that, to me, does give me a bit of an alarm. And, uh, you know, the NFL is so weird right now that I wouldn't be shocked if either guy, if we wake up on Monday and is like, got a new team. It's just, it, this is what it feels like. It's become the NBA. Hmm. And in the same breath that Tom Brady can leave the Patriots and go to Tampa Bay, Russell Wilson demand a trade and be traded somewhere else and be starting for another team next year. No, I know. Everybody's looking at Tom and saying, why not me, I, I guess, in, in, in all of that regard. How, and maybe Watson has communicated that to the Texans because we found out about what a week later that he did in fact tell them, I want to trade. Uh, then it came out publicly. And then uh, we found out days after he did have a conversation reportedly with David Cully that he did actually have that conversation. You know, he's not out there pounding his chest and he, and the Texans are just one send button or phone call to a member of the NFL media by Deshaun Watson away from having this whole entire thing spin out of control. So has it, not, has it not spun out of control yet? I ask you as someone who does a daily show, it's kind of good for us in the media because it's a dead time and a lot of, you know, without the combine, we've started every show on good morning football, maybe the past two weeks with the Deshaun Watson conversation and the fans love it because you start doing the photoshops in your head. And if you're a Jets fan, it's mesmerizing. If you're a Bears fan, it's mesmerizing. And if you're a 49ers fan, you start thinking about them with your team. Today, Nate Burleson dropped one. He's like, look, didn't Casario used to work for the Patriots? Would this not be the ultimate gift to his, to his <laughs> former team? And would that not be the big swing? And it's like, I'm not going to discount that and say it's impossible. Anything is. So, you know, the Texans saying we're not listening to phone calls, that's great until free agency starts filling out and the draft starts showing up and suddenly all those open quarterback spots are filled 
And you're left with A.J. McCarron week one, and you're fining Deshaun Watson $2 million a day because yeah. he's not showing up to camp. No, look, you know, I, I, I just you, – you just need to look at teams who have the capital to do it um, and are close enough to the second overall pick – to do it if it's not the team that actually holds it with the Jets or the team that actually holds the Texans' former first overall pick in the Dolphins, right? You got Carolina that's potentially close. I don't know. The Bears would literally have to maybe include the lease to Soldier Field. Um, yeah. And, and yeah I, said on the, I said it on Good Morning Football. I'm like, it would take the 20th. It would also take Roquan Smith. It would take Khalil Mack, and it would probably take Eddie Jackson and pick any offensive <laughs> players, take three or four and I still don't even know if that's enough, you know? No, I know. Whereas the Jets and the Dolphins and at least Carolina have draft capital right now, and the Do- Jets and Dolphins could be played off of one another to really get it through the roof, but it doesn't seem that there, this is anywhere close, and that's where the draft is going to come in, I guess. Peter Schrager of Good Morning Football here on the Rich Osmond Show turning to the draft uh, right now. Um, is there any there there that – Trevor Lawrence isn't the first overall selection, right? I mean, that's I, – I know there's been a ton of Zach Wilson love. Uh, Chris Sims, uh, a colleague of ours here on NBC Sports on Peacock, putting him above Trevor Lawrence on his list, and he's been uh, a lot of hits rather than misses in, in pegging uh, quarterback draft classes. What do you think? What are you hearing? Anything? Yeah, I said that uh, <clears throat> this week numerous times, that if you want to attack Chris Sims' credibility when it comes to quarterbacks go look at him talking about Lamar Jackson when the rest of us were like he might be a first round pick and he was saying he's the best in the class or Mahomes a couple years back so Chris's credibility is unquestioned that's his board you know I think Urban Meyer took the job in Jacksonville and from all the knowledge I have with the assumption that he's got you know Trevor Lawrence as his quarterback I also think we start getting a fatigue and a malaise in the draft world where we've had Trevor Lawrence as the number one prospect for three years we still got five weeks to go. We got to talk about something. Zach Wilson is viewed very highly by a lot of these teams. In fact, I've had teams say he does a lot of things that Trevor Lawrence cannot. I can't find a team that says Zach Wilson is better than Trevor Lawrence or would be my pick at number one overall. And that's nothing against Wilson. If you want to do a Wilson versus Burrow comparison, if you want to do a Wilson versus um, versus Baker comparison, we could do that. But the Trevor Lawrence thing, this is Andrew Luck, this is Peyton Manning, this is John Elway. This is that number one overall pick that everyone has been looking at for years, and you can't really poke a hole in six foot six, 220 pounds, and runs like a gazelle. I would be shocked, shocked if he didn't go first overall. But I don't spite anyone who says, hey, Wilson's more my cup of tea in today's NFL. Well, we're talking about, you know, obviously the quarterbacks at the top of the draft. You're even hearing about Jamar Chase. You're hearing about this uh, – is Kid Pitts, the tight end that's supposed to be all mm-hmm. that, plus the biscuit. Uh, I've got Quetty Pay of my alma mater coming on in hour number yeah. two. What does the defensive side of the draft look like right now as you're seeing yeah, it? Yeah, not to be, not to be uh, negative towards Quitty. The, the word is on this draft, top ten prospects, mostly offensive. So you're, you're going to a guy like that who might be in the 10s to the 20s. Micah Parsons from Penn State might be a top ten guy. Mm-hmm. Um, fairly, the, the cornerback from, from Virginia Tech is highly regarded. Morig, the safety from TCU. I can list names that are highly regarded, but Rich, there is no Chase Young in this draft. There is no Miles Garrett in this draft. There is no slam dunk. This guy's a generational you know, player on defense coming out of college. They might end up being that, but right now it, it's a very interesting draft that 
And I don't know if it's because some of these guys didn't play or you know, the weird college season, but just from what you're hearing from teams, good quarterbacks, nothing great beyond Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. You're looking at Lance and Fields and, of course, you know, Mac Jones and, um, and the young man, uh, Mond from Texas A&M. But, I, I, you know, receivers, tight ends, offensive linemen, I don't have that pass rusher off the edge that everyone's calling me up and saying, oh, if you watched a Jalen Phillips Miami tape, uh, you have to because he's that guy. And I could tell you, and you know this, in years past we've heard it about Isaiah Simmons and Derek Brown where Chase Young's not the guy, but this one might be, you know, whatever it is, that doesn't exist this year. So your guy out of Michigan could be the first defensive player taken in this draft. I wouldn't be shocked because I don't have a single player that's that home run hmm. Hall of Fame candidate buzz type guy. So having the second overall pick like the Jets, uh, for instance, um, when Zach Wilson is either quarterback 1A or 2, um, they can really make some hay out of this sort of thing here, right? I mean, like this is – this is significant, and what are you hearing from Joe Douglas uh, or out of the Jets camp? Because, again, I know this is not just – it's not just a question for me and all the people who root for the same team that I root for, but where the Jets go uh, with either Wilson makes Darnold available or if they stick with Darnold, that makes the second overall selection available. And if they get Deshaun Watson, I mean, holy cow – what that would mean writ large for everybody else in this pond in the NFL. What do you think the Jets are doing at two, if we're all assuming it's Jacksonville and it's it's uh, Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer uh, hitched, which is exactly why Urban took the job? Yeah, look, it's no secret. I, I'll say it. I'm friendly with Robert Sala. We talk pretty often. I'm, I'm also friends with Christopher Johnson, who, who runs the team, and I, I know Joe Douglas very well. I can be completely honest with you that they don't know yet, and they're fine with that. They actually like where they're at, really, at this point in the process because they're doing the work. But also, as this Zach Wilson buzz continues to build, and whether it's from them or the or the Chris Sims or the media folk, that's all good. That only helps the Jets with the number two overall pick. And in the same breath, they're getting to know Sam Darnold, and they're probably listening to some of the things that are being said. And you know what? Sam Darnold's a pretty good option for a lot of these teams as well. If they were to move on from Sam Darnold and trade him, you look at, I think, a solid six to seven teams that would view Sam Darnold as a very, very solid upgrade from what they have right now and a veteran quarterback if the Jets were to go number two. So they're doing their work. I can tell you they really do like Sam Darnold a lot, but this Zach Wilson buzz does not hurt the Jets in any way. If anything, it helps them, and it's a, it's a can't lose. You either have Darnold and this really valuable number two overall pick, or you go with Zach Wilson, and you could trade Darnold and get some stuff in return. So, are any quarterbacks going to move? What do you think? You know, in the minute, the, and 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 then there's the the whole Drew Brees um, deal. Why hasn't he retired? I've asked that question of multiple people this week. I'll I'll give you the uh, the floor on that one. What about that? I was pounding my 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 fist on the table today. Good morning, football. Saying this is a this, this is a story. You know, Kay Adams was sort of like, oh come on, he's he's likely retiring. Cam Jordan wouldn't wouldn't be talking about Russell Wilson publicly if we didn't know retiring. And then kind of Nate and Kyle were, were agreeing with her. And I'm like, God, why is he retired? There's no rhyme or reason. There's no rhyme or reason why he wouldn't just have a wonderful press conference and say, I'm done, unless he's still thinking it over. It would do the Saints a great service to finally be able to move on and turn the page. And I think it would also do uh, Drew a great service to now be able to move on and, and experience. No, he hasn't decided yet. To me, it's the... It's the oddest thing because, Rich, we've been doing this for a long time. 
and you know that when Peyton Manning schedules that press conference three days after the season, or Eli Manning has that, that Instagram post, it's like, it's a really good time. It's a great opportunity to celebrate these men and kind of wish them off. And, and Drew, we're now in March. The only other comparison I have is Favre, and it ended ugly and weird in Green Bay. Yeah, it is March. Maybe it's next week, right? When, um, when... It could be. Because because new league year's coming up, we we got to know before then, right? Don't you think? They need to know, because like, then you have this other thing. What if? And this is where you could have a full on hour long debate. What if Drew calls up Sean Payton and says, "Okay, one more year." Do the, are the Saints better off with Drew Brees or starting with some other quarterback at this point? I would say you never get rid of a Drew Brees and that you take him as long as he wants to go. You ride with him, but there are some voices who would say, "Gosh." Maybe give Jameis the reins or maybe even go and get a different quarterback and maybe get a different result than we've had the last few years at the end of the playoffs. Last one for you. Cuts, give me some names. Um, we're hearing uh, half the league <laughs> pretty much, right? It's just insane what, 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 uh, what I'm hearing, you know, ear to ground. But w- when do these things happen? Next week? Is that when it all goes down? Next week? What you're going to see over the next few days is a lot of players restructuring their contracts. And what that means is instead of me making $12 million this year, I'll make $8 million and I just want to keep a job. It's going to be a bloodbath, I think, Rich. I, and it's not fun to talk about because right. these are players that you know. It's not going to be the young free agent wide receiver. It's, there's going to be some players that are solid number two wideouts in this league and solid number two defensive ends that you love as players on your team that – simply make too much money and if they're not willing to restructure and take a pay cut it looks like they're gone and it doesn't it's not fair it's ridiculous actually but guess what this is the economic times we're dealing with and the middle class that's what i call it the veteran player who already has made some money that guy is at, is at a serious serious danger right now as we head into a salary cap hell and cutting season peter you're the man thanks for uh thanks greatly for for joining us on the friday and uh and we'll we'll get you back on uh, as much as you'd like over the next few weeks certainly leading up to the I draft it. where it looks like we're going to be in ohio together so uh, i look forward to that i too. hope so my friend and man did i miss you in indianapolis till next year right back at you thank you that's uh peter schrager everybody here on the Rich Eisen Show. I am, by the way, hearing that we're going to Ohio. At NFL Network. I don't know about us just yet. That's the, if, that, if that was the look, I'm interpreting the look that you No, me. I was just kind of surprised. Yeah, I think we're going to Ohio. I think it's going to happen. At least that's the vibe I'm getting right now. Who knows, though? Cool. In this crazy world where yeah, anything right. turns and we hear about variants and things like that. Totally. But I think the NFL is uh, looking to have this thing and... I don't know how many. I don't know if fans will be there. I have no idea. But uh, that's what I'm hearing. How about that? If you're looking for, <laughs> you're looking for a pass rusher. Think about the number two overall selections. I guess Ohio State can't provide the best pass rusher second overall every year. <laughs> right. You know. But they've had three in a row, man. Like Nick Bosa and Chase Young and Joey wasn't two, right? Joey was like four, right? That's where the the Chargers jumped on him. Three or four is where they jumped on him. But there's no dynamite, surefire pass rushers. Three overall, right? Yeah, Bosa was three. (laughs) Just when the Jets need one. Okay, uh, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. There is a quote-unquote release in the NBA. Somebody has been offered their freedom finally. That story next on The Rich Eisen Show.
Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I always like to think that I'm his most favorite person in the room. But when the Vince Lombardi trophy is sitting between the two of us, I yeah, think I lose. Right. I think I lose out. <laughs> hey. Michael Irvin, right? I think I lose out to this hey. baby, right? And Rick, it's so funny you start with this because I'm going to tell you something, man. Yes. I, I, when I was playing, I made a pat that I would never go to a Super Bowl until I play in the Super Bowl. Okay. Every guest that comes <laughs> here, they're going to get Super Bowl questions. That's why I always say I would never go to a Super Bowl until after I play in a Super Bowl. So I would not have people like Rich Eisen asking me questions that I cannot answer. Now, what do you want to ask, Rich? Because I'm prepared to answer since I won three of these things. So what was it like picking this trophy up for the first time? It was the greatest thing. And it really was, Rich. It really was the Do you remember the the circumstances? Oh, my God, man. First of all, you got to go back and think about like we were one in fifteen. We were three and thirteen, one and fifteen. When you're three and thirteen and one and fifteen, Cleveland Browns, I know you don't think there's any chance that you would ever lay a hold of something like this. So to go from those days to coming in '92 and winning that Super Bowl, and actually somebody handing you that trophy. The most incredible thing, most incredible feeling in the world. Did you ever step in when you heard that Jimmy and Jerry were not doing well, or you just you, your station wasn't that I, life I just, at that I just point didn't in time? Think anything would happen, Rich. I really didn't. I was like, well, you, 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 are you joking? You know how hard it is to win Super Bowls, and, and you have a formula that's working, and and then when it happened, he's like, oh my god, like you know, I, I should have done this. Maybe I should have talked to him. I should have tried this. I should have tried that. Jerry Jones, I'm telling you, that's what's the one thing. I'll never forget Jerry Jones telling me that when I was negotiating with him. And I was saying, you know, I'll, I'll go to Cincinnati. And it was just, I'm just talking, trying to get my monies up. I said, I'll go to Cincinnati. You can get Carl Pickens over here and let's see what happens. And Jerry said to me, the Jerry said, Michael, you know, when I see you, I see Michael Irvin and the Dallas Cowboys. He said, I kind of see it like Magic Johnson in the Lakers. He said, what is magic without the Lakers? And what are the Lakers without the magic? He said, you guys, they belong together, just like you and the Cowboys. He said, Michael, the best way I can tell you, if a bomb hit Valley Ranch today, that's where we practice, and blew 
everything up. Everybody, everything. <laughs> when the smoke clears, baby, me and you, we gonna still be here. So we might as well work this deal out right now. <laughs> so, That's what he said to you? I promise you. I said, this dude is a fool. This dude is a fool. <laughs> he had me laughing as he was telling me no about my money. <laughs> 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 That's why you're in the Hall of Fame together. <laughs> oh, they broke the mold. Happy 55th birthday to Michael Irvin. Double nickel for the 88 Club. Today? Today. Happy Double wow. nickel. Wow. 55 years old. Happy birthday to Michael Irvin, my colleague at NFL Network back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Double nickel for Michael Irvin. I got to tell you, man, and I, you know, I know he said that uh, he texted me that next time Susie sits in here and if COVID allows, he wants to fly out and co-host with her. And that would be just, did he, he's done that once or Marshall's done that a couple of times. Marshall, right? Marshall, okay. Marshall, yeah. Well, I mean, again, he, he, he's known uh, Susie longer than he's known me um, because they worked together at the, uh, at Fox before I ever worked with him. She definitely mentioned that he was her wedding guest. That's correct. <laughs> he was her wedding guest, showed up in an, an electric blue tuxedo. And then when our uh, daughter was born and we had a baby naming ceremony in our house and we we had it uh, on a Saturday and we, you know, to hold a, a, a Jewish religious, you know, ceremony on Saturday, you know, uh, it's difficult to find a rabbi. We found one. Oh. And uh, the reason why we had it on a Saturday is because all of, you know, the NFL Network guys were in and, and we it was just the only day my 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 folks were in. Susie's family was in as well. And so the rabbi says, you know, in my ceremony, we have somebody who's a guest speaker at the end. It could be anybody. It doesn't have to be a family member. So it was a no brainer. Michael Irvin spoke <laughs> at my daughter Taylor's baby naming, and it was a beautiful speech about the importance of fatherhood and family and, you know, and um, he started with a what seemed to be an easy opening line that I think he's used before is, you know, many people, it's only right that I speak here because many people think I'm an honorary Jewish person because of my, la- my uh, they think my last name is Irving. You know, I, I was, it was... <laughs> It sounded like that was the stuff he uses when he speaks to a room full of Jewish people. Sure. Yeah. But he's just, uh, I mean, he's one of my favorite people on the planet. So happy birthday, Michael Irvin. Love you. Um, so, you know, I've been complaining about this, and it's been something personal because he's been languishing on my uh, languishing uh, fantasy basketball team in our in our league that uh, is still being run away with by our call screener, uh, Rich Eisen Show call screener, Adam Chudwin. Uh, Don Bowie, I believe, is in second place. He snuck into second place at the All-Star break. Yeah, you're, you're third, and I'm now fourth. Good. I'm now fourth. I've slipped down to fourth. Um, part of the reason why is I've got not one but two guys that have been told by their teams, you're not playing until we trade you. <laughs> and the trade deadline is still, what, like three weeks away still? It's not for a while. Yeah, I yeah. think it's March 28th or something like that in the NBA. And Andre Drummond is one. March 25th. March 25th. Andre Drummond is one, and the other is Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin, according to Woj, has agreed to a buyout with the Detroit Pistons. He's now an unrestricted free agent. Nice. Again, I just don't know. That's the way the NBA works. All right. They they bought him out. So does Blake get money for this sort of thing? Yes. And then he's going to sign probably a vet minimum, minimum with the team. With who? 
Uh, according to Mark Mark Stein, yes, Lakers, Clippers, Nets, Heat, Warriors, teams that have expressed interest in Blake Griffin. So they sit him to say we're going to trade you, and every team's like, well, we know. You know, you're going to release him and buy him out anyway. Is that the way it's just going to go? Is that the way it works? So they didn't get anything for him? Here's a chunk of cash. You're now free to go somewhere and make a championship possibility team even better. The Nets, huh? You'd rather have him on the floor in crunch time than DeAndre, maybe? A little more scoring? A little more athleticism? Isn't that, isn't that ironic? <laughs> Don't you think? Part of your old big three here in Los Angeles. Right? Yeah, last week when Susan was here, she asked me about that. I would love to have him back on the Clippers, obviously. I, I don't really see that happening, though. Why not? I, I think mean, there was a little incident of a snubbed handshake with Steve Ballmer uh, like two uh, years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. And so the thought is that there might be some ill will. I don't Between know. Steve Ballmer two. strikes me as one of those guys that can overlook something like that. If if it's well, all about Blake the Larry, if it's all about the Larry OB, then he can overlook something like maybe that. Maybe Blake Griffin doesn't Looks want older. to okay. overlook. You know, I don't know. I think he's got he's got some gas left in the tank, man. Of this course was, he does. This is Blake's fourth year with Detroit, by the way. Yeah, that is crazy. Of course From he does. On, it's all about. The Larry OB. I would love to see him in, I mean, and I know this probably wouldn't work out, but I'd love to see him in a Sixer uniform just because having Danny Green starting at our our three right now and Tobias Harris at the four is like. You know what I want? I just want to see him in any uniform right now (laughs) and playing. (laughs) Yeah, you need some points. He's been just sitting there with a big fat O on my fantasy roster because I wasn't going to release him, you know, and it's. Andre Drummond can turn a team into a major contender. Yeah. Major contender. Ma- I mean, I don't know how much more to stress it. How many are just going to show up in New York, right, and turn that one game, that, that team that's one game over 500 into a, a big playoff contender? Huh? Let's, how about that? Nobody's on the Knicks list, huh? <laughs> I'm serious, man. Nobody's on the Knicks list. I, I, I mean, or no, nobody has the Knicks on their list. Honestly, the Brooklyn Nets are building a monster in New York City. Monster. <laughs> monster team. They are the monsters of the Eastern Conference. Nine and one in the last ten. Please. And Durant's hardly playing. Hasn't played. I believe I can. You know, or the, the, you could say the most significant choice or the most significant thing Durant has done in the last couple of weeks is choose uh, a Utah Jazz as his last choice in the All-Star team. We got to hit on that. You got that part of your news update, Chris? Uh, I, I I wasn't going to. Oh, please! I'm totally uninterested in the All Star game, but <laughs> no, I, I know it's not the All Star game, and it's but it's about who were the last two All Stars selected, yeah, and how that might play out in the second half of this season. Eight four four two zero four Rich number to dial. Hour number one in the books here on a busy Friday on the Rich Eisen Show. Hour number two, Quetty Pay, one of the top draftees in this year's draft, coming up. Big night for University of Michigan last night, Christopher. What happened? Big night for my, what, what happened. They won the Big Ten. Oh, man. Meaningless. <laughs> How is that meaningless? You're going to be the Colts now? You're just going to hang banners oh, for stuff? Oh, boy. First of all. Uh, come on. First of all, 
it's destroying Michigan State in the process. We love Tom Izzo That's, here, yes. but you know Tom Tom loves to needle me, and I know this is very serious because they're on a bubble big time. Michigan might have popped their bubble last night. They certainly can because it's the back front end of a home and home. Yeah. It was a senior night. Beeline was in the rafters because a lot of these kids were oh right his guys were right. his guys. Yeah. So that was a nice little moment there. In all seriousness, though, what Jawan's done in two years, exactly, just and, incredible. And it was like, why give this guy a shot? Yeah. Are you really going to get this guy? It's not like an Never been a head coach before, right. never coached in college before, been an NBA right. assistant for and a long so, time. So why? It's not just like, hey, let's get the most famous alum and hand him the reins or sure. something. Like, that's not what it's there for. And all the doubts that that man heard, yeah. all the slings and arrows that were taken, and there was a nice piece of video, if you wouldn't mind putting up, Don Bowie. Did you see this? His son, Jace, who's part on the team. Tweeted out, Dad, coming home. You, <laughs> Big look at him. He's got a cigar and he's dancing. I think this is a salsa. It's the music that's in the background. That's him. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, yeah. And not a hint of thigh showing either. Gotta point that out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at him. Good call. 4-1. Four, four we uh, taking Michigan, guys? 4-1? Uh, 4-1. Four to one? Four to one? Who else is better? Gonzaga? Baylor? Illinois, did Illinois beat the crap out of my alma mater earlier this week? No, Illinois is eleven to one, so it's the Gonzaga, Baylor, Michigan, and the. Interestingly enough, the nineteen eighty nine national championship team in the University of Michigan got their asses beat by Illinois in their final home game there on their senior night, and it was the last game that Michigan lost. After that game is when Bill Frieder said, I'm going to Arizona State, but I'll coach the team in the NCAA tournament. And Bo Schembechler stepped in and said, no, you're not. (laughs) And handed the reins over to Steve Fisher, and the rest is history. So clearly Jawan's not going anywhere. We'll just see if they face Illinois, because they did beat Illinois in the uh, Final Four. I got a lot of tweets of Sean Higgins isn't walking through that door. (laughs) Sean Higgins. Quiddy Pay of the University of Michigan football team, one of the top defenders available in this year's draft. Hour two and you coming up.